Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. Another day... Another day in quarantine. What's it like, day six? Mm, it has to be more of than official that, right? Quarantine? Didn't like the quarantine-ish stuff start like that Sunday that we moved? Because remember what happened at the restaurant where there were every other person? Yeah, but the official shelter in place closed all the non-essential businesses was a few days after that. So probably Monday or Tuesday. So that's about a week. Yeah. Seven, eight days. At worst, it's a week and a half. Seven to ten days. And here we yeah. still are. And then... I get house. a phone call from the old manager of the apartment complex we moved from, and they wanted to go over the charges for our move out. Uh-huh. Well, let's just say that if what they send me is what they told me they're going to send me, then we're going to be going to court. Oh, why is that? Well, first of all, in our lease, it said that, and I think this is ridiculous, by the way, since they, you know, first, let's say this, every apartment that ever has emptied out there, whether the person lived there for a month, a year, or 10 years, the first mm-hmm. thing they do is tear the carpeting out and put new carpeting in. Right. You could find dozens of people to testify to that fact. Right? Uh-huh. They just do that. So you know full well that with us living there as long as we live there, that they're going to change the carpet. Uh-huh. But yet the, the lease says we have to pay a prorated amount based off of the carpet lasting seven years. Which how, is bullshit. How do they arbitrarily decide that their garbage carpet lasts seven years? Like, I wish I knew who the carpet vendor was and I would call and claim that I'm a landlord. Uh-huh. And ask him how much his carpeting is. Oh, and by the way, you know how much is it for install? Oh, and by the way, what's your warranty on that thing? How long does it last? What's its lifespan? Right. And when he tells me like two years, then I can go, okay. <laughs> it says the lifespan's two years. Like take it and shove it up your well, ass. Because that carpet, like just from the... And I figured out how I'm going to know. I just realized as soon as they send me... Um, the deposit, they have to give me the, the invoices. And the yep. invoice is going to have a company's name on it. Or better. And, and that company will get a phone call from me. Be easy. Yep. So they charged me $380 to remove the carpet <laughs> and 320 to install new carpet. Now, my comment about all of that was, of course, if I'd have known that we were going to be charged for removing the old carpet, I would have removed it myself. It's not exactly difficult to pick up and roll up their shittily laid carpet. Especially when the apartment was empty. Yeah. 
That carpet was barely attached to the floor. At any point, you could have lifted up any corner of that carpet. Yeah, yeah. They don't do a great job. So they want to charge me all that. And so, hey, I've got a video showing what things looked like before I moved out. So they're going to have a problem. We're going to end up in court. Because then, on top of that, they're charging us for our utilities. Basically, we are getting charged for 10 days, which is a third of a month. The bill normally runs 75 bucks, so you'd expect to pay 25 bucks, but you're paying 40 bucks. Why? Well, you called the utility people. Why is it? They have no explanation. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I don't know if like utility prices arbitrarily went up in the month of March or what. They're not going to say, insert management company name here, wanted us to do that, but you know that's what it is. Well, of course. I, I don't know. It, it's just so frustrating to deal with Shady people assholes. who are like that that always want nothing but profit, profit, profit. I mean, look at the mailbox break-ins. Five times the mailboxes get broken into. They say they're going to get cameras. And then what does he actually respond when we confront him about it? Well, we never said we were going to get cameras. We just said we were going to get an estimate for cameras. Well, why would you even waste your time getting an estimate if you had no intention of putting in cameras? What really right. happened was they got a quote of like 500 bucks or 1000 bucks and decided it was too expensive. Yeah. That's what really happened. <laughs> and then, you know, the fact that um, there was a break-in and my clicker was stolen and they were notified right away and mm-hmm. never changed codes. Of course not. Or the guy that we caught and we even talked about this in the building who had the code yeah. And we have the police reports to prove it. Yeah. Like, just wow. Mm-hmm. Just wow. And they want to fight for that? Okay, well, that's why, you know, what I did was I just wrote her an email and I laid out the things that I was going to sue them for. Yep. And I kind of, I mean, we expected some of the money that they were doing. We did. Everything but, except the carpet removal fee. Yeah. And so, like, the fact of the matter is, if they'll waive that, I probably wouldn't sue them. Now, that doesn't mean I still wouldn't, but that would all depend on what I see when I get the paperwork. But I am right now feisty angry about it. and Just a little. They're going to find that. out what happens when you make me feisty angry. The worst part is, you're feisty angry with extra time on your hands. <laughs> Yeah, like literally lots of extra time. It's because, just like, kind I'll of the tell worst example. scenario. I'll tell you example with Kenny. I was helping him with his website just yesterday, and we got kind of stuck. What I normally would have done in that situation is I would have said, as soon as technical support fixes our issue, I'll be back here. Uh huh. But instead, I said, I'm going to have to fix this from home. Technical support needs to get me in. I'm going to take care of this at home. Right. Like, yeah, you're right. I'm at home a lot more. And I was thinking about that today. You know, like one of the things that I'm noticing during this quarantine period is the benefit of. So you spend a lot of time reading, looking at tutorials, learning how to do this, learning how to do that. But you never actually put it. And when I'm saying you, I'm using the royal you. <laughs> You never actually put it into effect, like into being. It never actually goes anywhere. And that's something I vowed to change at the end of the year. Okay. And I've been very deliberate and intentional about 
following the steps of the things that I was shown and taking my time with it and learning it better and better. And as I master a piece of it, not being afraid to like personalize it a little bit, you know, as long Mm -hmm. as it's not part of the core belief personalized the you know they might say oh you got to use trello boards well i hate trello boards so i'd probably use something else you know that's the kind of tweak i'm talking about for those of you who are going to say you should never tweak those things but i want to start doing (laughs) what i've learned rather than just learning and never putting it into practice okay so that's something that i've been noticing though that because i've been doing that for two months by the time you know i'm a little more than two months by the time all this happened there's just stuff just keeps moving forward. Work just keeps getting done. And, you know, the plan, I'm not, I remember I told you that I missed out on a day, like a whole week's worth of work because I was, I had originally planned to pack, but then I was super sick. Yeah. And I was sleeping a lot and whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I was super worried that then, you know, the next week was the move and then I was going to have to get back to work and I thought I was going to be inundated. But I realized that prior to the move, I had planned to, pick off a bunch of tasks that needed to get done right and then i left the two weeks of three weeks the week of the move the week after the move and you know the week right before the move the week after the move and the week after that so this week is light yeah and so i was able to like catch up on things but also i'm able to insert new things that i hadn't originally intended to do well that's exciting well yeah it is it's kind of nice but like the video ranking thing, you know, I was telling you, like I started out and take this video and I followed the exact steps that he gave and I set up the description. I set up everything the way he said to set it up and then I put it out and within an hour I had already had 11 views on this video. How many do you have now to like to date? I don't know. I haven't checked. <laughs> really you bad. haven't checked? No. But what the heck's anyway, wrong with you? listen to me. I followed the thing you know and it, it you know that's not fantastic but it's the most i've ever gotten in the first hour i've ever put out a video uh-huh you know? i mean and even if it's still at that number i wouldn't really care because it's like the first video i personally i'm not in love with it i like the i like the idea like how it went together how it got pieced together but what i didn't like was some of the b-roll could have been way better and i think when we talked about that i honestly think that in video for vlogging like that, that's the key is the B-roll. And it's true. Like I see people who have like amazing B-roll and you're just sucked into their video. And then the ones who just kind of sit there and talk. Yeah. Sometimes they're okay because you're interested in whatever they're talking about. And other times you're just like, why am I watching this next? Right. Like it just doesn't keep your interest. So I'm trying to implement the things that I'm learning because hell, why the hell spend all this time working on something and then... Like working on learning something and then not actually putting it into place. Well, that would be a waste of your time. Yeah, most definitely. So tell me something. How has all of this pandemic stuff affected you? Well, it's kind of stressful because I have asthma and a full awareness that other people are disgusting assholes. So that's a little bit shitty. Um, and my clients have been affected. So I think there'll be some long-term effects on my business because of this. But that's about it. So are you expecting to lose those clients? Is that what you're saying? 
No, I don't think that either either of them will go out of business. I think they might just need to make some alarming cutbacks for a short period of time. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. the one you talked to me about already made some really Oh, really I know. Smart my my one client, I I I just connected with him on LinkedIn. So, like I saw his education history. He's a smart dude. He's a lot of education in, in entrepreneurship and finance and I that kind of it. stuff. So, his uh I don't know what his decisions that he's made for cutting back in his business to make it move forward have been excellent. Well, and like what I've noticed about him and I really like, and I think people could learn from is when he sees a problem, he doesn't spend a lot of time worrying about who caused the problem, what caused the problem. He comes up with a strategy for fixing the problem. Right. Which is really the ultimate thing you're going to need. I mean, you can spend all the time you want pointing fingers, but ultimately you're still going to be left with the question of how do we fix this? Right. So he just goes to work fixing it. And I really like that. And I think that's what's helping him because his brain is always thinking about, well, if something bad happens over here, mm-hmm. what can I do to fix that? And so that's why he came up with like the idea that you talked about that really cut his expenses quite a bit, yeah. which is freaking amazing in this time you know, I mean, when you think about the number you gave me, <laughs> that's more than a set. That's like a 70% cut. 68%. Yeah, it's pretty. That's just me doing it off the top of my head. That That's amazing to me that you can cut your expenses down that much. But that is going to save him in the long term. Yep, 100%. It's going to save well, him in the long term. Well, and he put in all this work in so that he can try to get one of those SBA loans that they're talking about and then... Well, that's he spent a lot too. of time building his business credit, so he has a lot of ways to influx cash when he needs it kind of thing. Well, yeah, and that's what you have to do. I yep. mean, um, I told you about the, um, you know, you were talking about the the loan thing. And, I mean, I told you about how the, um, the stimulus is trying to um, make it faster, right? I told mm-hmm. you that this morning. Yeah, they're going to have private banks process these loans mm-hmm. which means you know they're gonna have to the the government's setting the criteria for who gets the loans but the private bank will give you the money and then they'll collect the money from the government and that's so much better because if you had to deal with the government and all the oversight that goes on in the government it would take six months before you got your money those checks though that they're sending out to all the people in certain income brackets those aren't loans are they no that's what i thought it's just the loans are for the businesses they do this every so often just to stimulate the economy too well yeah i get it i mean like i saw an interesting thing today and this can be the last thing we talk about but i saw something interesting today you know i told you i connected with that group and what they do, I, I'd give you the name, but we don't name names on our show. So that's why I'm not going to give you the name. But but basically what they do is they do, <clears throat> if you run a mem- membership site or you sell a product on installment or like a coaching plan on installment, I mean, think about that. If you have a course and it's, you know, nine hours of video and you sell it for $2,000 or... 10 payments of $210, right? You're making a little extra money because you're putting on installments. You know that within a month, a person could consume all of your content. 
and then stop paying you. So businesses like that where there's a membership site and the payment method has gone bad and so that's why they haven't collected money from the customer Mm -hmm. or a situation like that where you sell a course and you have a legal document that says, I'm going to pay 10 installments of $210 and you stop paying. These people recover that money for these businesses. And they recovered since the beginning of March, they've recovered one and a half million dollars worth of money. Wow. And so, okay, they invited me into like a Slack channel that is for like people who have connected with them and also their clients. Mm -hmm. And so they ask questions like, you know, what's one word to describe how you're feeling today? You know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And then people talk about it. And there's a lot of talk about the virus and the pandemic and all that. Mm-hmm. And so some person said, well, the person they work for, they're like the virtual assistant for this person. But like mm-hmm. more like you with Ben than like someone else with me. Uh-huh. You know? And. They're his legitimate right hand. Yeah. Con- and now that person has had people contact them and say. You know, I can't afford the program. I need to cancel. And it's $299 a month, this program. I need to cancel. And they're basically thinking to themselves, look, I have a contract. You're supposed to pay me. Mm -hmm. So they said they were going to offer a thing where they would give you, you know, they have it set up so that the longer you pay, the more benefits you get. Mm -hmm. And so they were going to set it up so that if you finish off like like if you've been doing it for three months if you pay three more months right now on the spot they'll give you the benefits of if you had been there for six months right now okay to help people get through this deal if you pay for a year up to a year you know 12 payments they'll give you the benefits that you'd get all the way up to a year starting right now to help you get through all this interesting but they don't want to offer any discount on the payment okay so the bro comes back right away with well you know, people are, you've got people telling you that they can't afford this because they lost their job because of this quarantine. Right. So telling them that pay me more money and I'll give you more benefits to help you through probably isn't going to fly. Right. He said, so how about you offer to stop taking payments from them? Mm-hmm. For at least the next 30 days. And after that, you'll revisit how much longer you're willing to do it. Like, how about doing that? And he said, then there was something else and something else. And then he pointed out, he goes, that's why we tell our clients who do memberships and stuff like this Mm -hmm. to do what it takes to encourage people to pay for a block of months at a time, quarterly, half a year, full year. Right. Because you think about it. If you collected all that money say in february uh-huh let's say it was three months the smallest block of time you could pur- purchase in that respect mm-hmm. suddenly that person's already paid you the money so now their current situation they're not worrying about paying you and you've bought some time until may and you also yeah. have the cash flow to help yourself not take as hard of a hit when you give that one person or more than one person, a 30-day, what do you call it, grace period on any more payments. What I saw one membership site doing was their regular membership is like the same kind of price as 299 
and they're charging people a $5 a month maintenance fee, but they took away their access. But as soon as they can reafford it, they can pick up right where they left off. Oh, so they do and it not like, have to pay another they initiation do it the fee. Way a lot of gyms do it. They yeah, freeze your membership. Yeah, they charge you like an eight dollar a month mm-hmm. management fee. Yep. And then when you reactivate it, you just—it's just like you'd never stopped paying. Yep. <laughs> so then people who—I don't remember what kind of membership it was. If something the same kind of lines though that you're getting a certain amount of content each month. That's smart though. I really, we've talked about this already just personally, but I think businesses are going to have to be really cognizant of how they handle customer service issues moving forward through all of this because like just today, the four biggest banks uh-huh. announced that they're freezing mortgage payments. Yeah, but nobody's freezing rent payments. Well, but the point is... Well, Irvine Company did. The point is you're going to be remembered for how you responded to your customer during this time. I have to say what the Irvine Company did is excellent. Did I tell you about it? Yeah. With the They cut people's rent payments in half for up to three months, and then they gave them an additional six months to pay it back. So if you lost your job and you needed to do half rent for those three months, and then after the whole quarantine crap is over... You got your job back. Um, you have six months to make up that extra whatever amount of money you still owe them. Would have only been a month and a half worth of rent. Yeah. Which isn't awful. Six weeks. So all you'd have to do is add a week's worth of rent every month mm-hmm. for six months and you'd pay off that rent. I mean, that's... That's not bad. For most people, that's like 25% of their overall rent. So it's a couple hundred bucks. Which is okay. You can find you can that, that money work. elsewhere in your budget. Right. And it just, you know what? No one's saying people aren't going to have to stretch and it's not going to be painful. But we're all going to come out on the other side stronger as long as we keep our heads up and keep doing what we're doing. And, like, it's it's kind of like I read today, like, this whole thing with school. Track season definitely got to be over. But you probably should keep running. Right. You know, keep your skills up. Because there's no point in working so hard and then letting it slide. And that's kind of back, you know, full circle back to what I said about putting into action what you're learning. One of the things you learn is that it's harder to get into shape than it is to stay in shape. Right. And that goes for anything. Like if I was still writing code, you can bet I would have some pet project right now that I was working on to keep me busy. of course. You're weird like that. And keep my skills sharpened. But hey, I've been buried in chess books. It's been fun. It's true. I've seen your office. It's literally you're buried in chess books. Currently. Up to your eyeballs. Yep, currently. Anyway. Anyway. Anything left to add about corona and its virus? No. Nothing? Nothing. All right, well. Guess on that note, we can go to sleep now. Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.